What's up, FA Nation? Uh, it's another edition of the NASCAR podcast, and uh, you can already tell it's going to sound a little different because I, Matt Sells, am leading off, and I'm joined with uh, Ed Rouse this week. Dan Malin had some work stuff, so uh, we're tapping in Ed Rouse for this week for the 4th of July race at Road America. Nothing says 4th of July like a road race at Road America, right? Yep. In the middle of Wisconsin, you got like thousands of people just getting drunk on a field watching cars go by. It's going to be a fun weekend. America, uh, baby. America. Exactly. Right? <laughs> the track is literally named Road America. Couldn't get more American than doing 4th of July there. Um, so, yeah. So, last weekend was a pretty interesting weekend to Pocono. Obviously, had the doubleheader. Um, first race was nuts because we all thought Kyle Larson was going to win until, like, literally turn three of the last lap when he blew a tire. Um, and then the second race was an interesting one because it was a fuel mileage race. Um, and, you know, Ben Bayshore seems like an absolute genius for knowing exactly when to tell Kyle Busch to go and exactly when to conserve because he, like, ran out as he was crossing the finish line. So, <laughs> great move there. Forced... Um, you know, Did he though? He went a whole nother lap after that to celebrate though. Hold on. I get, well, he claims that he was coasting. Oh, okay. Okay. For the, I don't know how you coast a <laughs> full two and a half miles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did need the toe to get the victory lane though. So, you know. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty solid, very interesting uh, strategy deal. Congrats, by the way, to NBC for perfectly explaining the situation. Um, and being on top of it, I'm still going to continue to throw Fox under the bus. Yeah. Because um, NBC coverage. Hey, is Gordon's just, gone, though. Jeff Gordon's Gordon is gone. gone. He's become vice chair of Hendrick. Um, but, yeah, there was some other huge uh, news this week with um, Trackhouse Racing. That's right. The, yes. the 99 car team uh, managed to pull together enough money. And I'm, that's not – I'm. Being totally uh, sarcastic, Mr. Worldwide, Pitbull. baby, Pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide is a co-owner, so he's got plenty of money. Uh, they bought Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, so Chip Ganassi Racing will cease to exist at the end of the season. Um, and the interesting part about this deal is that, aside from the fact that Chip Ganassi got bought, uh, is that they're only going to be fielding two cars. Okay, so Trackhouse has the 99 car. And then obviously Chip Ganassi has the one car currently piloted by Kurt Busch and the 42 currently piloted by Watermelon Farmer Ross Chastain. <laughs> Only one of those cars is going to go along with the 99. And so Ooh. they're kind of seeing who's going to be there. Now, if you believe the rumors with Kurt Busch, he might be getting the second car with 23XI Racing because <laughs> uh, they got that Jordan money. Um, <laughs> Ross Chastain found out like two days ago he was a free agent. And so he's kind of trying to figure out what he's doing here. Um, and then also, I think this past week, it was basically officially released by sources that Brad Keselowski has a signed deal to become driver and co-owner at Roush next year. Um, so that almost guarantees that Newman's out of a seat. At this point, I would presume that Newman would likely retire and go see his girls grow up, um, you know, Stay busy doing some other stuff. Solid casting gameplay, though, every week, though. Yeah, especially depending on where he qualifies. If he's outside the top 20, you play him inside the top 20, you got to hold a little bit. Um, and then that also means that, obviously, Austin Cendrick now has a free, like, there's a perfectly open seat there. 
um, at Destiny. Penske Destiny. to get to the two. So I would fully expect Austin Cindric to be in the two, and then Matt DiBenedetto may stick in the 21. We don't fully know yet. And then also, Colleague Racing announced that they are launching a two-car cup team next year. So Justin Haley will be full-time racing, and AJ Allmendinger will be back in the Cup Series part-time. So I think oh, that came no. out late last week. <laughs> uh, it is a part-time schedule for the Dinger next year. What, I would every, assume every road race. I would that's assume it. he'd be doing every road race, right? Like that's uh, that's kind of his specialty there. Um, so yeah, that kind of rounds up some of the big the big news um, of the week. Obviously, the game changer was Chip Ganassi being bought, um, and he fully said the team was not for sale. It's just that Justin Marks and Pitbull made an offer he couldn't refuse. Like it's the Godfather or something. So, uh, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, yeah, come on. With a horse in his, <laughs> with the horse head in the bed. I don't know. I'm gonna say though, what I like about Pitbull is he's into it. He's actually there at the races yeah. and he's actually making an effort to be in enthusiastic about it. And uh, I like it to be honest. I like the move and why not? I and Suarez has been great this year. Let's be honest. He has. He has so, been very, very good. They're doing something right over there. In fact, I think uh, through last week's Pocono races, he's been in about half of the optimal lineups this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you you basically, you know, I know early in the year it was kind of a joke, like, oh, Suarez, he's going to bad equipment. Nope, not he's so much. Good. Yeah. That team's been on top of stuff. Um, so we'll do a little bit of a track. Uh you know, breakdown here. The track breakdown is out already. We are recording this late on Thursday night. Uh, the track breakdown came out earlier on Thursday. It includes a map of the layout of the track, details about it. There's actually a hot lap, a video of a hot lap of, uh, it is an IMSA driver, but he gives you kind of a pretty good idea of where the heavy braking zones are and whatnot. If you're not familiar with road America, um, Xfinity does race here once a year. They have since 2010. Um, so a lot of these drivers in the field this week, I believe it's 28 of them, 28 of the 40 cup drivers, have actually raced at Road America in an Xfinity car previously. Um, so there is that. They are at least familiar with the track. And there's going to be several of them doing the Xfinity race this week, mm -hmm. too. I know Kyle Busch is there. I believe Kevin Harvick is doing it. Uh, pretty sure Justin Haley is doing double duty, if I'm not mistaken, um, unless he has a medical thing and can't do the, the cup race. Like, yeah, I like think you're right, though. I think he is cleared. Yeah. Um, and I think there's at least one other. Uh, Almondinger is doing both. Yeah. Um, and I think no, sur no surprise with Almondinger. Yeah. Um, and then there's a few guys actually doing the Trans Am, the TA2 race this weekend, too. They're doing Trans Am series. Uh, racing, I believe that that's Friday. So um, that, along with practice and the Xfinity race, should give these guys plenty of uh, on-track time this week. So it's something to pay attention to. Um, we're not going to really break down the Xfinity field on this one. I'm just not read up on it enough uh, to feel comfortable doing that. Um, obviously, we've seen several of these guys dominate at road courses uh, Austin Sindrick uh, is another guy doing the double. He's doing the Xfinity race and the cup race. He's very good at road racing. Obviously, Kyle Busch is in play anytime he's in the Xfinity level. Uh, Ty Gibbs uh, is also in play, 
he'll be in a mm-hmm. fifth JGR car. Uh, but Dan will have the playbook out, I would guess, some point Friday evening uh, for the Xfinity. But I don't want to speak for him, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but it is kind of a it, it is a different road course because it's four point oh four eight miles, so it's a pretty long long. Yep. Um, I mean that's longer than Coda. Coda was like a three point six mile lap, so we're talking it's almost a half a mile longer than Coda. Uh, it's fourteen turns, um, and they do pit on. Like, they come into pit differently than they normally would, right? So, like, normally the left side, the driver's side, is towards pit wall. At Road America, it's the passenger side of the car that's towards pit wall. So, that'll flip some stuff um, for them. There's quite a lot of elevation change in the track as well. But um, with that, we can kind of dig into strategy. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll ask Ed here how he approaches road courses for DFS with strategy, what his thoughts are on strategy. Yeah, like, like I'm very excited for this race because it's something very, di- like, for the Cup Series, right? It's different. They've right. raced they this race in the Cup, Cup series, series since, like, 1940s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's been 65 years since they've raced at it in the Cup Series, and they've only raced at it once. So we got different equipment because, right. yes, Xfinity every year. D- different yeah. equipment. Different racers, yes, they've all raced it in the past, but in different equipment, not in the equipment for the Cup Series, right? Right. So it's very interesting. So last year, you know, in the in the Xfinity Series, Cindric won the race. Right. So he's obviously the number one guy you're going to look at. Yes, we have practice. Yes, we have qualifying. I understand that. But he won it recently, within a year, right. last year. So... As did Christopher Bell, I believe. I think he won it in 2019 in the Xfinity, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 18, 18 or 19. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, these guys are recent at this course. This course is, is no joke. It's not like your typical road course. It, it's Road America. It's a long course. There's, what, more turns? There's more 14 turns, yeah. You're pitting, like you said, at the wrong side that you're used to. Also, the front straight is uphill, as is pit road. So that changes. It's not a flat. It's not like Watkins Glen has a similar long front stretch, but that's relatively flat. Like, Road America is a very steep uphill. Um, There's also sand traps for the runoffs here. So, like, off of turn (laughs) one. And if you watch the Xfinity race... Last year, you'll know that this happened. There was mm-hmm. a caution because the guy got stuck in the sand. They had to tow yep. him out. Um, yep. So that's something to pay attention to here, too, because you can easily get people stuck in the sand. Well, um, we're also sitting here strategy-wise. I'm looking at four people in this race who finished in the top 10 last year in the Xfinity race. Ross Chastain, I, I believe he finished seventh last year. Cindric won it. Um, Briscoe. I believe was in the top five. Yes. And Almendinger, I believe, was in the top five. Yep. So you got those guys running this race against cup guys, not quite knowing maybe they've ran it before, maybe, you know, a few years ago. I'm kind of going, I'm going with the Xfinity guys strategy wise, thinking lower price. But I, I'm looking at Cindric. His price to me is a little higher. Then Briscoe, 
And I'm going, it's kind of like Spider-Man meme, you know, when they both look at each other and go like that. Right. I'm going price-wise, maybe Briscoe would be a better play if I'm starting, like, the first person I'm going to put in my lineup so I can get the heavier guys in, like Elliot and Larson, obviously, and Truex. All the road racer, you know, gigantons, I guess you would say. I'm going to go with that mid-tier. Maybe Briscoe would be the first guy strategy-wise or Cindric I would put in and then try to go up to them. Instead of normally we could say, who's the guy I want? Obviously, the last five weeks, Larson first and then go down from there. I think this is the one week where you could put a mid-tier guy in first and then build around it. Yeah, I, I tend to like that strategy too at road courses. Um, it's not, you know, obviously, so we're going to get qualifying uh, this week. I will say qualifying happens about three and a half hours before the race starts on Sunday. So it's another same day qualifying, which is slightly annoying if you're a content creator because you basically got to redo everything you put out the day before. Uh, I'm not complaining, though. It is what it is. This is like the third time they've done this to us. Um, so it is going to kind of depend on who qualifies where, right? Because at Coda, we were all expecting the big-name guys to get up there and qualify towards the top, which most of them did. But then Tyler Reddick shows up out of nowhere and gets the pole. Yeah, that was, right? that was crazy. <laughs> um, and then... You know, obviously at Pocono, it doesn't really. There wasn't really qualifying. And then the second race was set by, you know, inverting the in, field. So you had some goofy yeah. guys up front like uh, McDowell and and Chris Busher and those guys. Um, and then on the pole at Sonoma, you had the guys you expected to be up there, right? So it's going to kind of depend on qualifying, who does what there, who gets what uh, position, and how they've looked at practice. Um, the other thing we can do is basically not target laps led, right? There's 62 laps yeah, in not, the Cup yeah, Series no, race. Yeah. There's a 14-lap first stage, a 15-lap second stage, and like a 33-lap third stage, right? So um, not going to be a huge deal. Only once in the last five Cup road courses has more than one driver led more than 20 laps in a race. So they're pretty well spread out. Pit strategy is going to determine a lot of stuff here. Um, so it's something that if you get on your lineup, it can be a differentiator, but it's not like we're looking for a laps-led dominator. Can that happen? Sure. We've seen a guy like Chase Elliott go out and lead like 85 of 90 laps at Watkins Glen a few years ago. Um, is that likely to happen this week? No. Probably not. That's a rare occasion right there. Right. So... Um, you know, and, and talking about guys with Xfinity level um, experience, I put some of this in the track breakdown uh, this week. There are a few Cup guys um, that have run quite a lot of Xfinity races at Road America. Michael McDowell, Ross Chastain, and Josh Balicki have all run five Xfinity races at Road America. Um, so that's something to just keep in mind. It doesn't mean that we're locking those three in because they have the most track, you know. Yeah. Obviously, we're, Josh, we're not telling you to play Josh Balicki. I'm just gonna right. put that out there right now. Yeah. Who's, who's not even? Yeah, he's like, yeah. The equipment's so bad, we're not we're, we're not paying attention to. Him. Uh, but Michael McDowell, who's just a naturally good road racer and has experience right. here, he's a guy that's in play in the mid tier for sure. Exactly, mid tier. I think mid tier is the important strategy right. point for this week. 
So we're going to want to pay attention to who qualifies where and who's run where at practice. You're also not going to see long run speed at practice because it takes so long to run a lap here. You're just not going to see dudes run like 10 laps. They'll run the entire practice. Um, So just, you know, things to adjust off of, obviously. Um, The other thing we want to do is it it is a road course, so there are road course ringers, right? We see this quite often. It used to be Boris said would come in and run <laughs> one or two cup races a year. They'd always be Watkins, Glenn, and Sonoma. Now we're seeing that with some other guys. So we get Kyle Tilly. Uh, Kyle Tilly is back. Not saying to play him, but he did move up pretty decently well in the last time he was in a cup car at a road race. Um, James Davis dep- yeah. is it a depends full-time on, guy. It depends on where they actually qualify. Right. If these guys are qualifying in the top 20, we're not playing any of them. Correct. Yes. Yeah. But uh, James Davison's a full-time cup guy, but he's got a lot of open-wheel experience. So he's, you know, Ryan Eversley not paying any attention to that guy. I don't care that he's a real course ringer. I just, the equipment's terrible. If you're playing on DraftKings, don't even matter. Right. As of right now, (laughs) he does not have a price on DraftKings. They may add him, but as of this recording, he doesn't have a price. Um, We can kind of consider Ty Dillon as a road course ringer. Like, he's coming in, running a part-time schedule. A lot of cup experience on road courses. He's always a guy that can move up. So these are guys we want to pay attention to this week. Um, But it's also a week where you can kind of get away with fading some of the big-name guys because you don't. guys are not going to hit value this week. That's the other thing you're not going to hear from me is this guy needs to do this to hit 5X. Okay, sure. But it's really hard to hit consistently 5x value on road courses because they're so dang short. There's none of the bonus points. 100%. Right? Yep. So we're just going to try to build. We're really going for finish position this week. That's what we're. You want to try to identify the guys that are going to finish in the top 10. And most of them start well back of that to get the PD. That's what we're looking for on both sides this week. So. You know, that, that's kind of a strategy over overview. I will tell you that my favorite play right now, just looking at how they've done recently at road courses, um, how they tend to drive at road courses, is not any of the top five guys on DraftKings. Blow my mind, Sells. Blow my mind. Joey Logano is my favorite. That's player. what I was going to say. All right, we're on the same page. Yes, I'm yes, we are. Because no one thought of him I at Bristol Dirt, and I'm like, damn, man, we're on the same. Can I say damn on this podcast? I don't even know. But, man, I was going to say the same thing. I love it. Go on. Go on. Yeah. So, everyone, there's only like a handful of guys. It's like three or four guys that have at least four top tens in the last five cup road courses. Logano is one of only two with four top fives. The other guy is Chase Elliott, right? Which we all basically figured because the guy's won like five of the last six. Um, But Logano has finished in the top five and four straight. He's also got two runner-ups in that time and arguably should have beaten Christopher Bell at Daytona Road Course early this year. He got caught on the last lap making a bad mistake and just got outpaced. So Logano... In the last five road races in the Cup Series, actually has the best average finish in the field at 4.0. He's better than Chase Elliott. He's better than Truex. Better than Denny. Better than Almondinger, who's run two of them. 
right? He's also less than ten grand again on DK. He's ninety eight hundred bucks. They keep sleeping on this dude. Um, and by the way, it's the seven hundred and fifty horsepower package. Basically, all of his top tens this year have come in the seven hundred and fifty horsepower package. He's terrible in the five fifty, but he's very good in the seven fifty. So he's basically a no matter where he qualifies guy. I'm going to play him. Dude, not this- only not only did you try. Am I trying to make up for Malin missing this podcast, which is already huge shoes to fill? You just stole my thunder with Joey Logano. That was my that was my go to. Like I was high on him, and I actually feel better about it now because Matt Sells agrees with me. <laughs> uh, I am all in. I think he's he's going to be low owned, and I think he's going to produce. And we're talking about DFS, right? Yeah. Logano, I think at that price too, like, uh, you know, the 98, uh, for D- D- DK, a little high on FanDuel, but a little I mean, bit, but the 11, eight is still almost 3000 less than Chase Elliott. I mean, if you want to so, win the big money, if you want to win the hundred thousand dollars, put Logano in your match. Yeah. Put, put him in your matchup. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, obviously Hendrick has been on a roll. They've got horses at road courses. I don't want to talk um, about it, but yeah. With Chase Elliott obviously being basically the, the best road course racer on the planet right now, aside from like Lewis Hamilton. Uh, Kyle Larson's been very good. Uh, obviously has a win at a road course this year. Um, William Byron has been sneaky good at road courses. Alex Bowman has also been very good at road courses, by the way. I don't think anybody pays attention to Alex Bowman at road courses, but he's one of the other guys with four top tens in the last five. No top fives, but four top tens, and he moves up very, very well. His average finish is 9.4, but he moves up about eight spots to get there. So um, I think we can completely live in the mid-tier this week. I think you could make a lot of money uh, just putting in Chad Briscoe. Or Chase Briscoe, sorry, and putting in uh, Logano, and just building a lineup from there. Like I think those are my two favorite plays, and that's a high tier, low tier, not the highest tier for Logano. So you're still low, like what six, six players or six drivers yeah. with Briscoe, and what? By the way, Suarez also. Still oh, we're gonna he... we're gonna play Suarez in there, of course, Suarez too. He loves road racing. 65, 63. Um, so Briscoe, Suarez, Logano, fill it in. You have a chance to, to win that money. I think that's a good. Yeah. I, I'm I mean, agreeing I think, with you. I think Ross <laughs> Chastain is going to see, you're going to see a bump in, in draft percentage for Ross Chastain, especially well, coming off of Kuda. Remember, I did this podcast weeks, weeks ago when I brought up Ross Chastain and said, why is nobody playing him? Because he's constantly producing. Right? And he produced again that week. Yep. And then since then, now he's like, I play him still, obviously, because he's constantly producing. And he's like now up in the 30 percentage, 40 percentage every week in a GPP. I'm like, what the hell? People are on it. Yeah. Well, two back-to-back top seven finishes coming into Pocono will do that to you. Um, Yeah. And, you know, finishing first in the non-Larson class at Nashville. Uh, <laughs> we'll also do that for you. Know what? I called rookie of the year Chase Briscoe. I may be wrong. Uh, Chastain doesn't actually count as a rookie anymore. Oh, he doesn't? 
No, he's been there for a, he's been there often. He just hasn't been a full time guy, but he's been there for for quite a. Thanks, Lord Nation. I just failed as an analyst. Let me put but it this know? way: I don't believe he counts as a rookie. I think, I think it's I, just down to Chase Briscoe and uh, Anthony Alfredo. Anthony Alfredo, which is that, that, that's a no brainer then. So, yeah. I, so I'm, I'm still right, but I still think we should petition to get Ross Chastain for Rookie of the Year because, goddamn, he's been good. He has. Uh, he's going to be a popular play again because he keeps having. I mean, especially coming off a of Coda, people remember that crazy run he had um you know obviously aj allmendinger is going to be very popular guy is a very good road racer he's had a history of winning these things uh across basically any car you put him in christopher bell's probably going to be one of the more popular guys because he's still mid-tier but has a win at a road course this year has won at road america pretty good road racer Um, austin Sindrick again will be pretty popular um, you know, so the, these are guys that are going to be, you can still play them. I'm, I'm not saying not to play them. I'm just saying they're not great for differentiating your lineups from other people. Um, that's why I said fade. Yeah. Chase and Larson are going to be, you know, Elliot and Larson going to be among the, the top played guys, especially if one of them's on the pole, people are going to try to get cheap laps led out of them. Well, not cheap, but like, you know, free laps led essentially. Um, but yeah, and then we haven't uh, we haven't talked about your boy yet. Are we are we going to? What's your thoughts on Ryan Blaney this week? I mean, uh, Pocono five and six, two days in a row, moving up on the uh, board. Um, hasn't done fared well really at road courses this year, except the first race of the year, which was a fake race, where he got uh, spun out by his boy Chase Elliott. Um, I mean, will I have a lineup with him in it? Of course. Yeah, you stack Penske. I, you know, Penske. And by the way, this is the week to stack Penske because you got Logano in that too. Um, and Cindric. If you do a four stack, Cindric, Logano, I would go with Brad. Uh, I think I think Brad is mentally checked out from Penske at this point. Yeah, but I mean, in a GPP. Yeah, I mean, I'd take a shot on him in a GPP. 2.4% owned, and he fit, finished his top 10. Yeah, I would take say I, I would be willing to wager that Kislowski's going to be the lowest owned Penske driver this week. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, I would well, say well, Cedric is number two. That's obvious. Uh, Blaney, Blaney will be lower owned, I think, this week, too. Um, I think it goes Cedric uh, one. Logano yes, two, for sure. Blaney three, Kislowski. I four. think Logano's going to be overlooked a little bit. I, I really do feel it's possible. No, 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 no. I don't think it's possible. I think it's real. Unless every, unless there's a million people listening to this podcast, which would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, but you know, I'm a I mean, yeah, optimist. People think of Denny. <laughs> people think of Denny as a better road racer, and he's cheaper on DK by a hundred bucks. So, again, I think it's going to come down to where they qualify because if Logano qualifies ahead of Hamlin, then I think you see more Hamlin. I think qualifying will we'll have a lot to do with that. I think Logano will be lower owned than you think. And he's actually my favorite play of the week. Same um, here. Yeah. yeah. I, I pulled when I was on also, the if you want to bet him, William Byron was my favorite play of the week, and he won the damn race. So. Sure. <laughs> sure. You can have Ralph's magic in the house. Yeah. Um, 
if you want to bet Logano, now's the time to do it. He was going for plus twelve hundred on oh, DK yeah. Sportsbook earlier. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty good bet. You also had pretty good odds at top five and top three finishes there too. Um, but yeah, if you want a, a longer shot, Christopher Bell was going off ah. at plus four thousand earlier the earlier today. I don't agree with that though. I. I... I'm sorry. I have to fight back on this one. I, I, I think so. Yes, he won, w- what, a road race this year, right? Yes. That was earlier in the season, the first road race of the season. And he hasn't looked good in any race since. Well, I think it comes down to arrow package. For... All right. So he has his playoff spot. He's happy. His team's happy. Is he really going to contend in this race? I think he could. I mean, if we look back at the last few could setups, could is not a good word. <laughs> Will he plus, contend in this race? <laughs> so what I'm saying is, if you're betting him at plus four thousand, right? So forty to one. Oh, if you're wagering, yes, it's a, you're not you know. putting like a whole unit on it, right? You're putting a fractional unit on that. Just as hey, if he hits, like if you normally bet like ten bucks, right? I'm saying put like a buck or two on Bell because if he hits, then you still get a forty to one. Return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, two know, Just don't put your whole salary on him. Right. Obviously, I'm not saying this guy's a lock to win, but like, you know, the Ally 400, which was a 750 horsepower car, 25th to 9th. Okay, Pocono was a bad was a bad weekend for Bell. That that happens to the best of them. I mean, Tyler Reddick had a terrible weekend at Pocono last year, and then came back and had a really good weekend this year. Uh, Coda, look, he crashed out at Coda, right? So it was a mess. I don't really take anything that happened in that race seriously because it was a flipping torrential downpour. We saw Martin Drex Jr. almost die rear-ending somebody. And then, you know, um, but the Goodyear 400 was also a 750 horsepower race. He moved up well. So I think for him, it comes down to package. He's not good in the 550. He's pretty good in the 750. He's got a shot. He's a pretty good road racer, you know. All right, so that's the Matt Sells special right there, Christopher Bell. Well, for the bet, yeah. For the bet. Not for the DFS, though. No. I'm still all over Daniel Suarez this week. Oh, yeah. Ask Matt Sells. I am a Daniel Suarez truther. I've been, we chat all the time, and I'm always like, Daniel Suarez, look at him, look at him, look at him all year long. Right. Uh, a couple other guys that I think are going to go under the radar, too. One guy has made my playbook, I think, every week at this point. It's Eric Jones. Um, I believe in this guy's talent. I think the 43 car is actually undervalued right now. I'm trying he's, not to cuss. He's, he's a pretty good road racer. Um, obviously, he's still cheap. He hasn't, like, you know, he's not blowing the doors off the place, right? But we don't need him to do that at the salary. You just need him to move up several spots, and he's capable of doing that. He's a competent but driver. We still have to qualify, and we still have to get his place. Agreed. If he qualifies uh, in the top 10, I don't want any parts of Eric Jones. If top he qualifies 20. outside the top 20, I want a pretty nice amount of Eric Jones. <laughs> really? Top 20? What if he goes No, I said outside 14. the top 20. Okay, outside. Okay, I was going to say, outside. wow. Well, okay, so in the last five cup races, which, by the way, three of them happened this year. Uh, so comparable data in the 43, right? Guys got five top 20 finishes. Four of them are in the top 15. 
His average finish is 11th. He moves up 12 and a half spots to do that. So he's capable of moving up well. That's this year. What about the last like four or five weeks or four or five races? Well, okay. So Pocono wasn't great, but again, it's a 550 horsepower package, right? Yes. Um, granted, Pocono has been one of his better tracks, but wasn't a great week. That happens to the best of them, too. 2021, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's what happens. But like it's Sonoma, started 18th, moved up to 11th. That was a good race. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Coda. And I know also, I just said. Also, road course, so. Right. Coda, I know we just said we're taking with a grain of salt, but he started 29th and moved up to 16th. Not that many people wrecked out of that race. Uh, Kurt Busch tried and missed everything on his <laughs> bag. Um, but then the Goodyear 400, which was a 750 horsepower mm-hmm. deal on an, on an oval, 26th and finished 18th. So, you know, right. he's, he's capable of moving up. I'm not saying he's a cash game lock. I'm just saying he's worthwhile to look at given his road course history. Why not? Another guy, last guy I'm going to throw out here, Ryan Priest. You and Ryan Priest every only week. Courses. Only on road courses. I dislike him every other Eric week. Jones and Ryan Priest. Not true. Ryan Priest. No, is wait, good. no, I'm sorry. Not Ryan Priest. Corey LaJoy. On a mile and a half. And now I mean, we're... Okay, Ryan I Priest mean, on it. What Joy is... Yeah, I mean, they, they these guys have their own special races that you play them, right? This might be the third or fourth week you see Priest in the playbook. But guess what? It's because we're at a road course. Ryan Priest does pretty decently at road courses. He's got three top 15 finishes in the last five cup races at a road course. And by the way, all of that's in the same car. It's not like we're talking about he switched equipment. Right, he's moved up an average of five and a half spots a race. He's still pretty cheap because the year has sucked for Ryan Priest. Yeah, but it's a new year, so yeah, this is a pretty decent spot to try to, you know, take a shot on Ryan Priest at sixty one hundred on DK and five thousand on Fanduel. All right, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you that you are a complete, honestly great person for that because i agree with the ryan priest on this one actually completely uh ryan priest on a road course you were right i for his price what 6100 on dk yeah. and you're talking about even cheaper on fandal it's ridiculous I mean, like 4900 yeah he's like five grand on fandal so his average starting spot on road courses is 22nd basically based on average finish of 16.4 and pd of 5.4 Add those together, you get basically 22nd is where he rolls off, right? So if we if we just figure that he starts 22nd, okay, it's 6100 on DK, right. yeah. 6100 on DK to hit 5x for his price range. Oh, He's you said paid. it. You said you wouldn't have talked about 5x on this podcast. Well, <laughs> I did. However, let me qualify this. So the guys in the bottom half of the salaries, we can talk about 5x. And the guy's top half of the salaries, we're not going to. Um, But just to illustrate a point here, right? He's 6,100. So that's 30 and a half points to get to 5X, right? If he starts 22nd, you're talking that's 20 points. He really only needs five spots. I totally agree with you, 100%. Actually, he only needs to get to 17th. So, yeah, I mean, 17th is five spots. So... 
that'll do it. And you could easily have five guys. No, I'm telling you. I'll tell you right now. I'm telling everyone who who's listening to this podcast: Joey Logano, Ryan Priest, Chastain. Are we building one right now? We are. I mean, right, let me already in. right there. We have so much money. We could we we could put in my boy Ryan Blaney, which I waited till the end of this podcast to talk about. Let me let me plug in this lineup and see what we can do. So we're going with Logano. Yeah, we go. clearly. yeah we're doing this. We're gonna make a lineup for everybody listening right now. If they're still listening to this, they're gonna get a treat, a treat, go with, a, you like a chocolatey, great treat. I love right. Chastain. You like yep. Chastain? So we got Logano mm-hmm. and Chastain. Yep. And then Ryan Priest. Priest. Yep. This is a GPP, by the way. Yeah. Not a cash game. We're not Ooh. putting Newman in. No, Newman's got to qualify outside the top 20. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Ryan Priest. You like Alex Bowman in this? He's got four top 10s in the last five. But How much money we got left? We've got an average. So, we've got Logano, Chastain, Priest, and Bowman. We got an average of nine grand per spot. Holy cow, people. Wow. What are we doing here? We could put a Ryan Blaney. We could go not, Ryan though. Blaney for 92. That gets no, us 8,900. Uh, 8,900. Put in uh, Austin Sidrick. That does get us Austin Cedric, and we got six hundred bucks to spare. Done, GPP baby. Yeah, right. So put put the money on. I will half it. Whatever it is, we're doing it. <laughs> All right, right now, like... live on this podcast, we're putting a lineup in just now. That's the lineup we're putting in. We'll see what happens. Put in a GPP. I'm going with a single entry. Perfect. All right, we'll do the. Uh... Well, we're not going to tell you which one we're going to put it into, but. Yeah, I'll put it in a single entry. But we will on Twitter tell you how we did. That's what we're gonna do. Yes. Uh, we did put Daniel Suarez in that though, so we got to do another line. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Are we doing that too? Why not? Let's give the people no, what they want. We, I mean, you could swap out. We had enough to swap out Priest and put in Suarez. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or we could even get to Eric Jones, which we also did not. No, I will <laughs> not do that with you. Sorry. <laughs> Swap in Suarez. We're swapping in Suarez for Ryan Priest. You could do Ryan Priest if you wanted to do Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson. You can do that, but we're going to swap in Suarez. Ryan Priest is a good play with Elliott. Larson, Truex, you know, like the Top Guns, right? But I want the Joey Logano. But we also put in Blaney because of me. We could have also upped that, too. That's true. We can. You know what? Let's up Blaney. I'll put in my own Blaney lineups. Hashtag moms for Blaney. Let's move Blaney up and leave Priest in because I want everyone to know that Priest is a good value play. Okay. So we've got Logano, Bowman, Priest. Yeah. But by the way, has this ever been done on this podcast ever before? We did a couple of weeks ago give out a, a lineup that actually did pretty well. And Good. We were, we're doing it again. With me, though. This is me now. Uh, Chastain. Okay, so we've got Logano, Bowman, Priest, Sindrick, Chastain, and 9800 bucks left to spend. Oh, 9800 This is Denny and Below. I'm not doing Danny. Denny, Byron, Blaney, Almondinger, Kurt. Yeah. Harvick, Kislowski. You know what? We're going back t- t- to the original. Go Blaney. Go on Blaney. Go on Blaney. Right. He's gonna be low on this week, and he's a decent. 
We're going is set. We will let you know how that lineup does. And that's with Suarez, right? Uh, no, it's with Priest. No. Well, let's go up to Suarez. We could get the the money up. You want Suarez instead of Priest? Yes. We're going. We're doing it. Okay. We are changing this right now. I know this is lovely radio here. Oh, it's great radio. Okay, me. Priest. By the way, so so Priest is a great play too, and we will have another lineup with Priest in it. Priest is great. I will almost guarantee you that Priest may or may not make the core plays for GPPs. Priest is a good person to put in with Elliot or Larson, the high-priced people. But we're going Logano because we believe in Logano with Blaney, Penske, and then we're we're going down from we there. Triple, so. We have a triple Penske set. By the way, you just got your Penske, Penske stack in that lineup because you put they in Sendra. <laughs> I just I just blew everyone's mind on this podcast. That that you know what, Matt? That's what I do, man. I'm just having fun. You are our road course ringer. I just enjoyed NASCAR last year. And I got into it and I'm very into it. And and I am all about the stats and all about the racers and where they go and what they do. And yeah, I talk a lot of I don't know if I could cuss on this podcast, but you know what I mean. But at the same time, I just love the whole thing. And I love what you're doing. I love what Dan Malin is doing. I'm trying to fill in the shoes of Dan Malin. That's a, that's a big shoes to fill. It is so, some big shoes to fill. It is. That guy's been really, really good. And he'll, he'll be back next week. He just had some uh, other work conflicts this week. So is that you telling me I'm fired? <laughs> no, you, you're always welcome here. You are always welcome here. Um it's also, I believe, is it not in his backyard next week? It's in Atlanta next week, which is... Yeah. Hey, Brian Blady! Yeah, yeah one there earlier this year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's in Malin's backyard next week with uh, it being in Atlanta. I believe he might be going to the race, which is going to be No! Hot. He might be. Ryan, Ryan Blady, back-to-back, baby. Put on. Um, next week? Next week? Ryan Blaney is winning, so next week, put him in your lineups. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, we've got Road America this week on 4th of July. Then we've got Atlanta the following week, and then it's, I believe, New Hampshire uh, on the 18th. And then there is a two-week break in the NASCAR schedule because no! the Olympics happen. NBC. Ah. Yeah. And because we're on. Fox be the second half of the season of the NASCAR? Ah. So because we're on NBC now and NBC covers the Olympics and they don't want to like, you know, uh, cover NASCAR instead of the Olympics or spread themselves too thin with staff or whatever, there is a two-week break in the NASCAR schedule. So you get New Hampshire and then the next one is, I believe, August 9th. I'm pretty sure it's Watkins Glen if I'm not mistaken. What am I going to do with my life for two weeks? I don't know. I know I'm personally going on vacation for one of those weeks. As you should. Man, you deserve it. I, I get to go see my family for the first time in two years. So, uh, no, so good. yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to go see them. Um, but yeah, that, that'll do it for us this week. Dan Malin should be back next week unless, of course, there's a schedule conflict. And then we'll get Mr. Rouse. I'll be back then. <laughs> uh, back in here. And um, as always, good luck, FA Nation. And uh, we'll see you in the green. <laughs>